Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Mariah Leggett about her wedding at Paddlefish at Disney Springs. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this venue and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Mariah. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm so glad to be here. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. So it actually started a few months after I got engaged back in April of 2019. I kind of got into one of those moments where I was kind of bored and looking for something to binge watch. And um, I started binge watching the fairy tale wedding series that was on Freeform. And that's kind of where I got my like idea from to get married at Disney World. And Disney Springs, quick fast fact, is actually one of my like most favorite parts of Walt Disney World like you know people have their favorite parks and stuff and Disney Springs is like a top three for me and I just love love being there so that's how we chose that. That's fantastic. Did you ever consider doing a Disney's fairy tale wedding or did you always know that paddlefish is what you wanted? So we actually had a Disney fairy tale wedding booked and it was actually supposed to be March 17th of this year and what happened is of course COVID happened and Back in August, I actually canceled that Disney fairy tale wedding due to the unknowns of the restrictions and things like that. And then we actually went through five more wedding cancellations, not wow. related to, you know, Disney. And at that point, you know, we kind of started going on vacations a little more because I was kind of depressed and sad. And we went to Paddlefish in January. And I was like, you know, I'm really sad. And um, we need to get back to, to Disney World and get married and put something in the books. And, and that's what we did. We went back, you know, we circled back around and landed back at Paddlefish. Wow. So then you planned your Paddlefish wedding in just a few months. Yes. Yep. So about, yeah, about 12 weeks or so. <laughs> wow. Okay. So first, how did your friends and family react? Like they probably had been following along with all the cancellations and everything. So what was the reaction when you told them, this is it, we're doing it, it's a paddlefish? (laughs) So they were a little, they were a little hesitant because we had had so many weddings canceled due to COVID. You know, as soon as you think that things are going good, we had like, you know, that winter surge where things kind of shut back down for a period of time. So they were very hesitant because they were like, okay, she's saying that she's planning another wedding, but we don't know if that one's going to get canceled too. And especially with, you know, Florida, we live in Delaware, Florida being so far and people having to make, you know, accommodations and flights and things like that. They were a little, a little leery, but I was like, you know, nothing's been canceled you know, in Disney World and people are having all these weddings. So I think this is it. We're, we're going to do this. <laughs> so they were like, okay. <laughs> uh, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there? So we kept it small, just, of course, you know, due to the restrictions and things like that. So we invited 24. 20- 
four and 22 of them showed up. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much almost everybody was able to make it. So how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your ceremony? When we were originally planning a Disney fairy tale wedding, we were going with a Wednesday because that's like the cheaper option. So ironically, our engagement anniversary, I got engaged April 14th of 2019. And we got married on April 14th, of course, of this year. And it fell on a Wednesday. So from the previous fairy tale weddings that we were we were planning before COVID, like all my family and stuff had an expectation of this Wednesday wedding in Florida. So we kind of were able to keep that midweek thing, even though we got married at Paddlefish and it happened to fall on our engagement anniversary. So that's kind of how we chose that. Oh, that's great. Okay. And then did you have vendors already for certain things like photography or hair and makeup and you were just able to transfer all that to the new plans? We did not. So I had to start pretty much all over aside from our officiant. So our officiant, we were able to keep and just like kind of transfer that over. As far as photography, makeup, you know, everything else that you could think of, I had to get all new vendors for. Wow. Okay. So how did you choose your officiant? And the Facebook group, the Diz Brides group, is where I found Catherine. And I kind of just always got good vibes from her. We had a like a Skype call prior to, and she happened to be available through my million, you know, canceled and rescheduled dates. And that's how I found her was through that group and all the positive reviews. Oh, that's fantastic. Did you hire a local wedding coordinator for Paddlefish? I did. I actually hired Amanda Barrero for the love of events is her coordination services name. And she kind of helped with all of that. So then I guess it was easier probably to pick vendors and things because she has lists of vendors she likes to work with. She does. So she provided a whole bunch of great, great lists. And I actually like went through them all. And I'm this super indecisive, like over analytical person. And it's really hard for me to like nap down and make decisions on stuff. So even though she did provide, you know, all the lists and things like that, I kind of ventured off and, and did my own research to find the vendors that we used. Oh, great. So who did you use? So we ended up using, for floral, we used Roots Floral Studio, and they are actually furloughed cast members of the Disney events team. And they did all of our floral and decor for the ceremony and reception. I did use Laura Reynolds Artistry for makeup, which I found her in the Facebook group also, the Diz Brides group. That first moment, I think how I found them is I saw a previous Diz Bride who had used them and I kind of like went down a rabbit hole and my fiance, well, he's not my fiance anymore, my husband, I got to get used to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a local wedding photographer here in Delaware. So it was kind of fun picking a photographer because he's, you know, being a photographer, super picky and looking for certain styles and things like that. And that's how we found them as a previous paddlefish wedding. I see. Okay, great. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We did not. So that is one of the things that we decided not to splurge too much on. So we actually just used like Bluetooth speakers for some background music. And that was it. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? I do. So Paddlefish doesn't normally serve their cornbread. So we really like to go to Paddlefish every single time we go to Disney Springs. And 
we travel to Florida, at least I do, I would say like every three months or so. And my husband loves the cornbread. We were actually able to get the cornbread made because it's made in-house and it's not actually usually served during the week. And they were able to make that and kind of serve it with the salads that we had. I would recommend the cornbread. It like added a little homey touch to, you know, that regular formal meal type of thing. It's also great. And for our cake flavors, we went with the white velvet and a strawberry for our two flavors with Morgan Hunter desserts. I have to ask, what is white velvet? <laughs> white velvet, it's like a it's like a sweet, it's not so much chocolatey. It's almost like in between like a vanilla and a chocolate type of taste. And it looks like vanilla cake, but it's not. It's white velvet. And that was actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to taste it beforehand? We did, yes. Yeah. So we went to Florida in March, and uh, we were able to do, like, pick up our cake testing and things to kind of see what we liked. Oh, that's great. Okay. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Sure, yes. Yeah. So we had a brunch wedding. So hair and makeup, Laura came to my room at about 6.15, 6.30-ish in the morning. I got done that by about 8. 8.15-ish in the morning. And then after that, we did some family photos and some first look photos around the resort at Coronado. And we did that until about, I would say like 10.30-ish. And then after that, we went over to Paddlefish and we didn't do any pictures there. We just kind of went straight to Paddlefish. We started the ceremony at about 11.30 and that ran until about 12-ish. And then after that, we kind of did like a, like a, hey, you know, thank you so much for coming, like a walk around, kind of mingle with the guests before we took more pictures. And then um, lunch was served at about 1, about 1.15 in the afternoon. Um, and then from there, it was kind of like a, almost like just a big group lunch. They did that, brought the dessert out and the cake at about 2, 2.15, 2.20-ish. And then our event was over at 3. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? So most important to me was decor. So the ceremony and the reception. I wanted something that wasn't too, like not too over the top, but not too plain. So I really focused a lot on our floral and how the decor and stuff was for that. Photography is one of our biggest investments, one of the most important things to us. You know, my husband being a photographer, he kind of knows, you know, how important it is to have those memories to look back on after the fact. Um, so that was something that we really splurged and made sure we got that. And then I think other than that, I was super picky on the Mickey balloons. I went to Magic Kingdom three times because my kids kept popping the balloons to make sure that we had Mickey balloons by the sweetheart table. I was like, look, I'm going to have Mickey balloons. Like that is super important to me for decor. And I went back to Magic Kingdom as many times as I could to make sure I had some good inflated <laughs> balloons for the for the decor. Um, that was super important to me. But I would say that's pretty much it. And of course the food, we always want to make sure, you know, we we're regulars at Paddlefish. So we taste their food and stuff frequently. So that was super important that it was somewhere that we could sit and enjoy ourselves also. 
Okay. What aspects were less important where you saved your money and effort? You mentioned the entertainment. Yes. Yep. So that was the biggest one. In the beginning of our wedding planning, my husband really wanted like a DJ and, you know, all this stuff for entertainment. And as time went on and, you know, with COVID and things like that, it became less important. And since we had a brunch wedding in such a small group, I was like, you know, it kind of really isn't necessary. You know, we could have some background music so it's not so quiet and save a lot of money doing that. And we're kind of glad that we did because it worked, it worked really well. We still got a first dance, you know, things like that without having to splurge on the entertainment. That's great to hear. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I would say vows and all of our kids' reactions and just the ceremony in itself. We have four kids. <laughs> They're all nine and under. And their reaction to the whole thing and just how awesome the ceremony was carried out by by Catherine and just you know just that intimacy that the ceremony had um there are so many parts that meant so much to everybody um, like my brother he passed in 2019 unexpectedly and there were moments that were dedicated to him that were thrown in there and I think just having everybody there at that moment and kind of just soaking everything in is absolutely my like most favorite part of the whole thing that's wonderful. Did you incorporate the kids into the ceremony? We did. Um, so um, at the end, we did um, what's called a pinky promise, where we formed a circle and we all kind of interlocked our pinkies. And, you know, we said some promising words to each other, you know, just about how we're, you know, one big family and we're all bonded and we love each other. And I thought that that was super cute and intimate to do. That's great. I'm getting kind of uh, <laughs> choked up. That's really sweet. <laughs> okay, let's see. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? No. So I, and I think that's also because, um, like I said, we had so many cancel weddings. After a period of time, I kind of just not stopped caring, but stopped having like so many expectations because anything could happen. So I kind of went into the day kind of blind and just, you know, going with the flow. And that really worked really well for us. I don't think anything didn't go as planned. Everything was way more smoother than I had imagined. Um, I think I definitely overanalyzed a lot of stuff and thought that things were going to go wrong, but they did not. So it was pretty, it was a pretty perfect day. Oh, that's interesting. Was there something that seemed like a big deal beforehand and you were stressing out about and then it turned out not to be? Yes, um, everything. I was freaking out about setup and decor only because, you know, it's hard planning a wedding from so far away, knowing that like you can't be a part of, you know, that whole setup and things like that. So I had full faith in Amanda. I really did. And it's just me being, you know, super overanalyzing. Um, and I was like, something's not going to be set up right. Something's going to be missing. You know, something's not going to be in the right place. The decor isn't going to come out how I, you know, how I envisioned it to be. And I was really like super nervous about what I was going to walk into when we got there and everything was flawless. I was like, wow, I spent so much time worrying about that and lost night's sleep and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. So then maybe this is the same answer, but is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have just let everything go. So I wouldn't have stressed so much, which I know is easier said than done, but I think like I would have just scaled back and you know, not been so 
overanalyzing and, and needy and picky um, and worrying that something was going to be wrong. I saved myself a lot of sleepless nights if I would have just like said, okay, you know, everything's going to be fine. It's great. It is what it is. And the day's going to be perfect no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any other tips or advice for couples, maybe couples who like you have had their date pushed back or canceled multiple times and they're just not sure what to do right now? I would say, I mean, try to be as open as possible. That's definitely something that's super important also. It actually turned out in our favor that we were one of the first paddlefish weddings to actually have the maskless rule. So we have like a full wedding album of like maskless pics, which was something that I was actually, I wasn't freaking out about. I kind of learned to accept, you know, the restrictions and things after it's been a year or so. And just being open to, you know, what could change, what couldn't change. So have realistic expectations. Like I know everybody's day wants to be perfect, but you know, being in the situation we're in with, you know, COVID and things like that, um, my biggest advice would just be kind of look at everything at how it is, accept it if you want to still go forward and maybe in the end something will change in your favor, like how it did ours just days before our wedding and and that'll be that. <laughs> That's great advice. Well, Mariah, I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World, especially if they're interested in paddlefish. And I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, it was great talking to you. And um, hopefully I help somebody, you know, because your podcast helped me. So, <laughs> so hopefully uh -huh. I can help somebody in that same aspect also. <laughs> That's great. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.